The Falling by Danny Chase Narrated by Kayla Temshiv Jackie put her hand over Emma's tablet, blocking the screen. Don't do a count today. Jackie had that perfect smile on her face. Any passenger watching would think flight attendants only ever discussed pleasant things. But there was a tightness around her eyes. The gate agent did a count and we're busy. Don't worry about it. The plane lurched under Emma's feet as the jet bridge shifted against it, the ground momentarily visible in the gap between tunnel and plane. It was a violation of the rules not to have multiple counts of the passengers on a flight. But Jackie did have a point. It would have been difficult for anyone to sneak unseen onto the jet bridge from the ground, or flee the plane and vanish under the crowded apron. Emma turned off the screen on her tablet and set it on the counter. Jackie seemed relieved, greeting passengers again, but still with that odd, angled tension in her neck. It was Emma's third time flying with Jackie, and Jackie was lovely. But as Emma looked out over the passengers settling into their seats, it seemed impossible not to silently count them. Of course, it was like trying to spot swimmers among waves. The passengers were in constant motion, stuffing carry-on luggage into the overhead bins, ducking down to dig into their bags. Emma couldn't get a reliable count. And then Jackie was back from checking in with Marjorie, the pilot. Emma had to help secure the cabin for taxing. As the plane climbed over the city and settled into a cloud layer, Emma felt an unusual unease. A few moments ago, the ground had been hot and black and far away. Now everything outside was hazy and blank and very close. When it came time for the drink service, the third flight attendant, Craig, kept his back to the passenger cabin as he prepared the cart, stocking it with cups and cola. His movements were unfocused and shaky. If Emma's mother were here, in her blue flight attendant heels, she'd have been contemptuous of a cabin crew showing their nerves. Of course, she'd never been on her own up here in the sky. Her husband had always been in the cockpit. Never fall for pilot's lines, Emma's mother had warned, giggling, with her husband's arm around her waist, as if they hadn't found perfection between themselves, traveling the world together, sometimes taking Emma along in her own tiny blue shoes, always moving, always passing something by. Home is wherever you find yourself, her mother said. Today in the cockpit, the pilot was Marjorie. Marjorie hadn't used a line on Emma. She'd simply leaned close in the crew lounge, trading conversation while tracing condensation on the end of her glass, slowly coating her finger in cold water. She wore no wedding ring, so Emma had assumed no ring existed. The truth was the ring sometimes vanished but it was never going to disappear completely. During the drink service, the passengers seemed entirely normal, asking for juice or sparkling water, 
munching on dry little cookies from filmy packages. They had carry-ons, books, headphones, neck pillows, the same as always. And yet, Jackie was clutching the handle of the cart so hard her fingers turned white. It didn't help that the drink service created its own tension, worsening the quiet claustrophobia to be found up here in the wide open sky. A seat on the aisle or near the door of a plane was like a seat anywhere, unremarkable. But a passenger in a window seat would need to wait on two others to move out of their way before even reaching the aisle. And the drink cart made it worse, filling the whole aisle, sealing off entire portions of the cabin as it moved. Today, Emma felt like she was constantly on the wrong side of it. And it was impossible not to count people as they passed by. At the end of the drink service, the problem became clear. The flight was supposed to have 126 passengers. There were 127. There was a procedure for that. Unauthorized passenger. It involved returning to the airport and being met by a crowd of police and federal agents. The real question, of course, was why Jackie wasn't doing exactly that. Emma's mother would surely have sussed out the extra person, zip-tied their hands, and had them ready to transfer to security on landing, still with that perfect flight attendant smile. There was only one explanation, of course. Jackie, or possibly one of the other cabin crew, had snuck an extra person into the cabin. Emma could make a fuss, turn the plane around, piss off the passengers, not to mention getting somebody fired, or she could look the other way while some harmless person sat in an otherwise unfilled seat and drank a free half can of cola. There was no real choice. Emma had caused enough trouble switching crews to avoid Marjorie. Not that it had worked. Sometimes it felt like Emma's life was careening towards the ground, ready to end in fire and disaster. She'd tried college. She'd tried boys. She knew happiness existed. She'd seen it once. Before her father's accident. Before the stepfather, as Emma thought of him. Lazy and loud. Emma's mother would have hated to have the stepfather as a passenger. But he was her father's replacement nonetheless. As if her father hadn't fallen out of the sky one day, but had just called in sick. And some faceless company had shifted the stepfather into his place. Her stepfather had never even been on a plane. Emma's mother hadn't been on the one that crashed. Emma's father was deadheading, traveling as a passenger on his way to another job. Emma had always wondered whether her father would be alive if he'd been in the cockpit that day. It was a relief to tuck the drink cart away, leaving the aisle open again. But Emma was starting to feel her shoe sink into the carpet with a wet squelch. She turned to see a trail of liquid leading from the galley into the passenger cabin. Oh no, Emma said. Jackie, I think the cart was leaking. 
She hoped it was melted ice and not sticky cola. Oh, yeah. This cart does that sometimes. Don't worry about it, Jackie said. Emma went on. I can see wet footprints. One of us must have tracked it back here. There's probably a puddle in the cabin. She got two steps farther along the trail of wet carpet before Jackie's hand closed around her wrist. Jackie spoke with an insistent calm, and Emma watched with a sickened surprise as cracks ran through her lipstick. We don't talk about it. Not in flight. Emma was confused. We don't talk about a leaking cart? Jackie continued her hard stare. Just look the other way. Remember that, Emma. If you see it, just look the other way. Emma lowered her voice to a whisper. Jackie, I really don't care if you've brought on an extra passenger. It's not a passenger, Jackie hissed under her breath. Emma did not get airsick. She'd grown up in the sky, but now her stomach lurched and her knees knocked together like they'd hit a pocket of rough air. She watched Jackie start determinedly cleaning counters which were already clean. Then what is it? Emma asked faintly. If I see what? Marjorie's voice erupted from the loudspeaker. Emma imagined she could see the words swirling around the cabin like smoke. That smooth voice made staticky. Folks, we're beginning our final descent to the airport. Should have you on the ground in about 20 minutes. Flight attendants, please prepare the cabin for landing. Before Jackie could say anything, Emma grabbed a trash bag and headed down the aisle, following the wet footprints. If anyone else had noticed them, they didn't seem to care. Emma stopped at the first row for used tissues fished out of a seat pocket, the next for an empty cola can. The footprints continued, growing less distinct as they moved down the aisle, messier. Emma was heading towards the source of the spill. Tray table up, please, Emma said, flashing her flight attendant smile. She'd bought herself a new shade of pink lipstick. Marjorie liked red. She heard and felt another wet spot under her shoes. By this point, Emma had to look down to make sure there wasn't standing water in the aisle. It felt harder to move her feet, almost like she was waiting instead of walking. She glanced out the window as the plane banked. They were below the clouds now. She could see the ground. The people in the city lived tightly packed into tall buildings and, in a few minutes, this plane would be eye-level with their living rooms. The sun glinted off the surface of the ocean, powerful enough even from this height to make Emma blink. Any trash you'd like me to take? Emma asked the next row. She got a stack of used cups. Across the aisle, she was handed used-up napkins. Emma dropped one, and it immediately soaked up water. When she picked it up, it was ice cold. An odor rose from it, something very out of place in the sky. Emma sniffed at her hands and their transparent plastic gloves. Salt water. Emma stopped walking. She was now standing on a patch of thoroughly soaked carpet. There were no more wet footprints beyond it. 
this was the source of the spill. Her feet felt chilled up to the ankle. The whole area reeked of the ocean. Look the other way, Jackie had said. But this was Emma's plane. These passengers, 126 of them at least, were in her care. Emma had her own grown-up blue shoes now. She turned around. On her left, the seats were filled by three women who looked enough alike to be family members. They were ignoring Emma. On the right side of the aisle, there were three empty seats. But someone had been there a moment ago. A dark-haired man. Emma hadn't gotten a good look at him before. That was the side Jackie had worked during the drink service. Marjorie's voice rang out again. Flight attendants, please take your seats for landing. Oh, where's the man who is here? Emma asked the women across the aisle. They turned to look, seeming confused. Emma looked down the aisle. The bathrooms at the back both had the green, unoccupied tab showing. The bathrooms in the front were too far away to see. Emma took a hesitant step toward the front, following the footsteps again. She could see Jackie and Craig strapping themselves into the jump seats by the front exit. The aisle seemed to stretch on forever. Somewhere, a man said, I don't like this part. Emma looked carefully from side to side as she walked, but she couldn't find the speaker. What part? Emma asked, addressing her passengers in what was hopefully a cheerful tone. The landing? No, said the voice. Emma could feel someone lean in close, as if they were behind her in the aisle, crowding into her personal space. The falling. Emma dropped her trash bag and sprinted down the aisle. She doubted her mother had ever done that. Fuck, she said, as she strapped herself in next to Jackie. You could have just told me the plane was haunted. Craig was pale as the paneling, but he tried a smile. He'll be gone by the time we land. His flight... Jackie looked livid. She waved her hand to hush Craig, but he kept talking. It never made it to the airport. Went down over the water during a snowstorm. But it's okay. It just makes things a little bumpy. We think... We think the ocean wants him back. The plane jolted as if they'd run over something in the sky. There were exclamations from several of the passengers. Emma was too far away to see which ones. Somewhere in the cabin, a call light went on. The plane banked left, more sharply than Emma was expecting. Her blue shoes slid on the carpet. Marjorie will get us down, Craig said encouragingly, though he was holding tight to his harness. Emma was finally able to voice the question. What flight? She imagined her own lipstick might be cracking. What flight is he from? Flight 318, Craig said. Went down in 2010. Realization came over her. As the plane leveled out, Emma unbuckled her seatbelt. When Emma's father had died, she'd wished she'd been on the plane with him. In later years, 
she'd felt the shame of wishing her mother had been. He wasn't the saint you remember, her mother said one horrible night when Emma had been shouting at the stepfather. He had a girl in every port. Believe me, I know. We worked together. Emma walked down the aisle, back into the water, past the passengers with their hands gripping the armrest, past the windows with their shades drawn. Frightened passengers always did that, her mother had said. They didn't want to see the ground coming up too fast. The call light was on near the back, the row with the spill. As Emma walked into it, her feet began to go numb with cold. She sat down next to the thing that was not a passenger and buckled her seatbelt. I don't like this part, the man said. He had the dark hair Emma knew, but it was wet now, plastered to his head. He seemed much smaller than she remembered. Emma couldn't tell if he recognized her all these years later. The plane took another jolt, and the man clutched at the seat in front of him, getting it wet. I just want to go home. Emma had always believed her father's last thoughts had been of her and her mother. She'd imagined him sad, surprised. Never like this. Never scared. It's okay, Emma said. Salt water sloshed on her shoes and trailed down her cheeks. We can be here, just a little longer, 